Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizenine. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Last week, we talked about triggers and how we are triggered in our relationships, ways people are interpreting one another. We talked about the armor we're wearing and the difference between playing the right versus the wrong game. And this week, Jared, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about a myriad of things. Um, Dr. Seuss, uh, what is it? It's not Mr. Potato Head, Potato yeah, Mr. Potato Head, now it's just Potato Head. Now it's just Potato Head. And um, something you told me about, which I don't know anything about yet, guys, it's called Stop Being So White. Is that what it is? It was... Coca-Cola's, Coca-Cola's, so Coca-Cola did a, a confronting racism course and they, one of the slides they were telling people basically in that course is to, is be less white. And they said on the slide to be less white is to be less oppressive, less arrogant, less certain, less defensive, less ignorant, more humble, listen, believe, break with apathy, and break with white solidarity. Okay, I'm just gonna say this, right? <laughs> so like, th I, this is this just getting crazy, man. It's getting crazy. So when you say that, when you effectively say, stop being so white, right? Then you can say, stop, stop acting black. Stop acting Asian. Stop acting Mexican, right? <laughs> it's just so. So you. So you. You just. What you did was was you 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 uh you're normalizing general generalizations about a group of people, aren't you? Like, aren't you just saying that this group of people acts a certain way? So, dude, it's I agree with you, but I feel like as a white guy, if I were to go and say, hey be less black, be less Asian, be less Mexican, I would get the... Nail. You <laughs> yeah. get crushed, right? Yeah, absolutely. Crushed because of what it, it implies that, oh, we did, acting black. What's, you know, acting yeah. black is a thing. Asian, are you trying to say all Asians act this way or all black people act like this or whatever, right? Like, so like, is, is, that, is that same flipping the switch of that op oppressive ass generalizations, right? Like, yeah. these, Oh, it's, it's, oh man, it's, I don't know, man, I, I guess, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I know at one point in America, definitely, um, and they talk about it in the movie Malcolm X, if you guys ever seen the movie Malcolm X, but like how everything white was good, white was pure, white was this, white was that, right, and all of this stuff, and that's, and that was, you know, a, a gripe of people back then, right, especially people of color, was that everything that was white was uh you know considered good and or pure right and so now right it's like we kind of got away from that started to find a middle ground and now people are like tilting the scales in the opposite direction so now you know i mean i mean I'm, i've been black my whole life and so i know when people said you talk white you sound white right all that kind of stuff that that's that was an insult in my <laughs> my culture, right? Growing up, and so uh, you know, you got a white you got a white sounding name, all this stuff, but uh, you know, I didn't think it was right then. You know what I mean? And I definitely don't think it's right now. Like I don't think you can ever 
I don't think you can ever be right when you general generalize a whole people, based especially based upon their skin color. Like, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about it, Jesse? You're a white guy. Dude, I, I I'm with you. Like, it's just so. I was hanging, I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and she's Asian, and she work she has three or four coworkers who are white, and there was some sort of like I don't remember what, what the prompt was. Is basically like send a photo that you think is funny or something like that. So she sent a photo of if like I think she said it was her herself and like thirty Asian friends. And she put a joke on it, like, which one is me? (laughs) And she was saying it as a joke because she was making a joke, like, you know, all all, all Asians look alike or whatever it was. Like, that was her making the joke. But she said nobody laughed about it. And she asked them, why wouldn't you laugh about it? She goes, it's funny because then they were saying, well, I don't want to laugh because I don't want to get in trouble. And it was was such a curious thing, Jared, because this, this came up because her and I were hanging out and then another one of our friends who's Asian and then we we FaceTimed another friend of ours who's Asian and these were all friends from college and it was funny because at one point in college there was when there was a group of us that hang out I'd be the only white guy and so we'd always talk about we'd always talk about our my Asian posse our 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 token white boy you know it's those kinds of things and it was just fun it was like us bonding it was how we bonded nobody thought it was anything everybody completely understood it was like these are gestures of love towards one another and I just like I was watching the old Chappelle show the other day because they just put them on Netflix from you know, early mid two thousands. Oh, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be boycotting that, by the way. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> he's so he's so good. And I'm watching it thinking he'd never be able to probably get away with this. Like they'd come after Chappelle now, probably too. Oh, most definitely. You know, but he's. Oh, <laughs> And so it's like, I don't know, Jared, it's, it's one of these things, like, I feel like humanity is at our best when we are encouraging one another to, to not be less, but to be more. They did come after Chappelle, by the way. They did. Right? They, the, the transgenders especially came after uh, Chappelle. But dude, you know what's funny about Chappelle? He's, 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 like, he's like South Park. He's sprinkling the love around. He's not singling yeah, one person out. He doesn't miss anybody. No, he's going right <laughs> after everyone. <laughs> he's just like, and he's like, but he, in the way he's doing it, he's just like, it's, it's like, what I love about South Park is South Park is like, it's this mirror of the ridiculousness of us sometimes. And so South Park takes these things that we get so fired up about and it puts it out in a, in a silly way. And I think inevitably people get offended by it because they see a part of themselves in it and they don't want to acknowledge that they behave in that way. And it's like, <clears throat> I just, I feel like we're so much better when we're, we're lifting each other up and telling each other to be more, not less. And I feel like there's a, this is getting to be a slippery slope because now you have I don't understand how this to be less than is going to be more unifying for people. You know, I, I just, I wouldn't, I don't even argue it from that direction, right? Because like, I don't, I can, I think, you know, somebody could say that they're not saying, even though they use the words, be less white, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I think, it's, it's, it's just purely that you 
just purely anytime you you paint and that's what this whole i mean this whole thing this whole division has been you know started by painting a group of people into a certain box right just and it's and it's more of the same it's more of the same right and it's and it's and it's not you know people genuinely don't respond well to that you know what i mean it's just you know they either become exactly what you say they are and say fuck it right <laughs> George, this is why you and i need to be running these trainings Yo, I mean, it would be awesome, right? And this is it, and exactly it's, why, because it's yeah. like, you're, you're, you're like, how are you bringing people together to tell you to not behave this way and you not to behave this way? It's literally like, it's like going back to school and saying, okay, no, you don't do that. No, you don't do that. And go and time out and think about it for a while. Yeah. So, so why don't, why don't they, why don't they take it? Instead of saying be less white, what are the, what are the descriptives for white what do they say are the scriptures for white? So the, the slide that is to be less white is to be less oppressive, be less arrogant, be less certain, be less defensive, be less ignorant, be more humble, listen, believe, break with apathy, break with white solidarity. So there's one more, and that's to be more humble. And then... <clears throat> It's all be, yeah, so less oppressive, less arrogant, less certain, less defensive, less ignorant, more humble, listen, leave, break with apathy, break with white solidarity. Uh, and the, the irony, of course, is, is like, as I read this, and I read this slide, I'm wondering how is to tell one person to be less oppressive, not being oppressive? How is it to tell one person to be less arrogant, not coming from a place of arrogance? To tell someone to be less certain, how is that not being certain that you are certain and you're telling these priests to be less certain? To be less defensive, how is this not a response from some sort of dis To be less ignorant, how can you not be aware of how this is going to be received by the general population? Like, are you that disconnected? To be more humble, I think there could be a lot of humility in looking at this and maybe this <laughs> telling people to not be... Listen and believe, absolutely. I think there's a lot of opportunity in listening. Believing, I think we all need to look at our own beliefs first. I think that's a, that's a pretty broad generalization that we could dig into. I think that I would argue that most people who are in relationships with their partners who are married, they probably don't know the top values of their partners and their core beliefs. And I think all of us could stand to grow from that. True. I mean, truth be told, and we talked about this, right? A lot of people don't know what their core beliefs are or yeah. their values. Right. When you, if you ask somebody what their values are, like you might get like three out of 10 people that can give you, that can really like give it to you. Some of them may have to think about it. Even, even those three, some of them yeah. might have to think about it. Right. Um, but we'll know who, what we think of a sports teams trade. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we don't know the very like moral foundations that govern our lives. No, we don't. We really don't. And, and and I mean it shows in our actions though. Yeah, <laughs> it shows yes. in our actions. But like so so, I, what I don't get is like, why don't you just talk about, you know, you can't tell somebody to be less ignorant, right? You have to say you know you have to open them up to learning. And 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 this whole thing, case in point, is is closing somebody off off to learning right like and it's yeah. like and you can't uh 
to tell somebody to be less confident seems oxymoronic, right? That's just like, <laughs> like if I want to go to my son, son, I need you to be less confident. <laughs> like, what kind of parent are you? <laughs> oh, like, I'm just trying to prepare him for the new world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's so, it's like the whole, you know, the whole, the whole premise is just, and the way they go through the list is like, yeah. And then it's, it's, just, it's just, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like people have the, the, the newest, you know, most improved, uh, human, um, trait is how to insult someone. <laughs> it's like we we are now mastering insults on a whole nother level is 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 no longer you know you coward you dog <laughs> those they used to scallywag <laughs> and it's a thing too jared where it's like i think of this break with white solidarity and and so this is reading into it <clears throat> where i grew up everybody around me was, it was a whitewashed town. And so I didn't have really exposure to people who look particularly different than me until I moved away for college. But my, I had like on my wall, my posters I had up, I had a poster of Bruce Lee, poster of Michael Jordan, you know, those kinds of things. And so then it was just like, as you're meeting people and you're getting exposed to different things, like inevitably, it's 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 it isn't like we're we're bonding over this person being Chinese and this person being Hispanic or this person being this. It was oh hey you you like this person too or you're into this or you're taking these courses too, and I just so I, I say that because I can imagine with a big company like Coca Cola and you have employees all over and some of them are middle parts or rural parts of America that may not have access to diversity of people. And so you're telling them, and I think in a way, like you're telling them to break from their community, right? Like to be, to be this or to be whatever the objective of this is, it's like break with your community, turn your backs on your people. Like I, I would love that question, that statement instead to be something like, how can you, how can you become a better human? How can you be more inclusive? How can you, how can you look at where are your opportunities to grow as an individual? What conversations can you engage with someone that you wouldn't normally engage with? And like, and instead of it being to be less white, why isn't the focus on how to be a better human? Okay. You know what that is? You know what you just did? She gave us a great segue to Dr. Seuss because that is what Dr. Seuss taught how to be a better human, how to be all inclusive with the things and the twins and the it's and the blah, 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 right? How to be, <laughs> how to think outside of the box. All of those lessons that Dr. Seuss taught, right? In his books, right? It was nothing, I mean, it's nothing weirder than thing one, thing two. <laughs> or, uh, you know, I don't even know all the names, but I, but like a, a, a Lorax, even though I never read the Lorax book, right? And all of those, all of those lessons that, you know, you learned or that were kind of like subconsciously taught to you in Dr. Seuss books, that's exactly what you're talking about right now. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're gonna, we're, we're just gonna demonize everything. 
Not going to talk about the potential. Not going to talk about all this other stuff. I'm just going to demonize everything. And um, so I, I guess you should tell them, because I think you're looking it up now, what happened with the Dr. Seuss um, stuff. Yeah, so I'm looking. I have the article up that Jamie posted to the group. <clears throat> and essentially, this is a summary. There's six Dr. Seuss books, not all of his books, but there's six books that they – the estate of Dr. Seuss will stop publishing because they say it is racist and, and it's sensitive imagery. And they've taken feedback from other people. And then if you go through it, it's talking about how librarians and other people are saying that they want to remove these from school shelves because, because the book shelf space, shelf space is limited and they don't want to have those kinds of books in there. And so the books are, uh, and there was one example. So then if you scroll through the article, it gives a couple examples of Dr. Seuss Enterprises listen to feedback from audiences, including teachers, academic, and specialists in the field, work with a panel of experts. I'm wondering if those same experts are the ones who did the Coca-Cola training. <laughs> uh, and so here's some of the examples they gave. And, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, an Asian person is portrayed wearing a conical hat, holding chopsticks and eating from a bowl. If I ran the zoo, includes a drawing of two barefooted African men wearing what appears to be grass skirts with their hair tied above their heads. Books behind uh, Dr. Seuss when translated in Yale or Braille. And so, Now, I was looking on Twitter last night and they said that <clears throat> now some of these books are going for $9,000 on, <laughs> on eBay and other things because they're all of a sudden considered collectibles. Cat in a Hat, which is one of Seuss's most popular books, has received criticism too, but will continue to be published for now. So that means Cat in a Hat is on the chopping block. It's just not pushed forward yet, probably because it's, it's the, the, the pinnacle for Dr. Seuss maybe. Three of these books I had as a child, and they fucking, you know what? They they turned me into a racist and a bigot. I tell you that. I'm just yeah. Person I know. Three, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. Love that book. On Beyond Zebra. And the Cat's Quizzer, and those are the three that I can remember. I mean, that's like, think about when you're reading like Dr. Seuss, right? You're like five, four, four, <laughs> to eight years old, seven, eight years old. And you can, I can still like remember it. And I don't remember any of these, these things that they're, that they're talking about that were, you know, racist. I just remember cool, crazy stuff and yeah. funny and, you know, mixing my words and playing with riddles and rhyming words and, you know, and, you know, kids getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's crazy, man. It's crazy to me. I mean, like, nobody's banning the Bible. The Bible's got all kinds of crazy shit in it. Yeah, not yet, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's, it's 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 one of those things. It's like, gosh, where does this where does this stop? I mean, this is yes. 
exactly right like when since when is america society that bans books yeah since when is america a society that bans books so we ban books now right don't act white um don't act black because that's got to come don't act asian uh don't act american because then you know it's too much free speech or whatever it's just you shouldn't shouldn't make money either because it's bad to be rich in this country now oh my gosh it's it's really it's gone it's what the fuck what is happening jesse and it's it's what's i think so sad jared is this is like this is the sweeping things under the rug it's like it's 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 so I, I was reaching out to a couple people in education the last few weeks because I had this idea. I was like, gosh, you know, I feel like so many of the challenges people deal with as, as adults, stress, anxiety, depression, et cetera, many of those have some sort of origin in childhood. And I had this idea of like, gosh, this would be such a simple fix of how we could just create structure for kids early on through education. It would require 10 to 15 minutes a day. That's it. And then they would grow up and most of these things that we're dealing with right now as adults, even probably we could go into racism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, would be gone because it'd just be so normalizing kids' behavior and you'd make it integrated into function of education. And what was really interesting is talking to educators, like I think they see the opportunity, but then you're going into politics who are putting so much stuff in there that aren't even allowing them the freedom to do this. And so one of them was saying that they would estimate 50% of the stuff that they have to do every day, the kids are having to do, is just completely pointless stuff. So there's like 50% of their education is open for these areas of improvement to go through and do these types of things where you wouldn't have to go and hide books or pull stuff off or do a less white training because you would just have a whole thing about through education about how to be a better human. 10 to 15 minutes a day. I mean, and you would just, what would happen is, is if you did it, it would just be habituated. And all these things that we get so worked up and we're so fired up about right now, they would be non-conversations within a couple generations. Because eventually you'd have one generation come up and you'd have some resistance from some of the parents, but a lot of the parents would get on board and then that generation would have kids and then they're going to have this be normalized in their households. Their kids are going to come up their conversations have evolved completely. I, I mean, it's, it's a generation away. But we're, we're, it's like we're dragging our feet doing these other things about, hey, don't do this, don't do this. Because if you do, you're a, you're a bad guy. You're, you're being too white, too black, too this, too that. I, I think what you just said was, was probably the purest thing. In terms of like socialization, right? I, I like like we're at a point in human evolution, right, where you almost can't grow up in a corner slash box where you'd have no experience with somebody of a different culture, race, or ethnicity than you, right? You have internet, yeah. right? You live fucking in America, especially, right? But you know, just just all the connectivity, how connected we are, and if we just allow that connectivity, right, to drive human socialization 
then a lot of the racial problems, I, I, I would argue, would disappear. Just like, which, you know what I'm saying? I would argue, because you're right. Because like kids, kids don't, kids don't do that, right? Kids don't, kids, kids do not do that. Like when you put like, you know what I mean? The, the only time, your kids don't do that. Yeah, that's why you said like with Dr. Seuss, you read those books as a kid, they didn't turn you into a racist because you're not reading it to find racial stuff in there. You're reading it to explore the worlds Dr. Seuss has created. Yes, yes, yes. It, I, it, it's like... The thing is, is if you look for it, you're going to find it. And whatever you look for, you're going to find. And if we're, if we're going to put our... If we're putting our... Training our focus to find racism, we are always going to find it. It's just going to be we're just we're chopping out these things and it'll keep going 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 if we're looking for love and opportunity we'll find that too you know whatever example you're going to find it's just it's like this this whole thing with i don't want to get on the media tangent again but i think that it's the media were to put their focus on all the good stuff in the world because there's so much more good than bad like dude, i was thinking about this the other day we we understand that logic is wonderful but emotion at any given time has the capacity to cancel out logic right instantly gone and so if we look at this last year we just went through and how charged it was how short the emotional fuses were for so many people are dealing with job losses they're dealing with massive uncertainty distrust in the government people are pissed off because of what's going on with covid everybody's got an opinion on that then you add in all the racial stuff that comes from George Floyd and people are angry and outraged about that. Then we have politics put in there. And as much as we were pushed to our emotional brink, we did pretty damn good with it. People were- <laughs> we, had, we, right? we made it through it. Yeah, yeah. And so if yeah. you just, if you yeah. think of it in that context, that even at our emotional wits end for many of us, we still chose some level of decency where we didn't resort to some sort of barbarism where we're just killing each other in the streets outright. Now, if you go and tune into the news, they're honing in on those one examples of it. Here's an example of people taking it too far. And that becomes the headline of these two people who took it too far. Not the 2 million people who maybe their tempers were flaring, but they didn't take it too far. And it's just like if we had an authentic representation of humanity and how basically decent most of us are, Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. use that as a model to build from. Man, again, like I feel like so many of these things that we deal with wouldn't be, would become non-issues sooner than later because we'd have a truth going on. Like we're, we're getting fueled off of basic lies, right? Yeah, well, yeah, or like, or, or misinterpret- misinterpretations of the truth. It's just like, um, but our brains, you're talking about again that evolution of consciousness right yeah because our brains are wired to pick up on the negative right it takes you telling me something 18 times i think it's 18 times you have to hear a positive to delete one negative comment about the same subject right and 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 it's and you know that's the way we work that's the way we work right we i mean our brain is is geared our biology is hardwired um to pick up on negative stuff because it's, it used to always denote threat to life right now we maximize the fact that somebody got killed in new york you know last week to say that my life is in danger in arizona 
<laughs> right? <laughs> you know, the, the world is crazy. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so my brain is hardwired and geared to pick up on that and then extrapolate it and try to put me in the safest place possible. Yeah. Right. And imagine the worst fears of Matt, you know what I mean? And so, but what you're talking about is, is that, that truth for that truth to survive for people to like hear it, you know, they've got to start working on here and rewiring, you know, this, this, this wonderful, amazing tool that we have, you know, this eight pound, you know, magician that lives in our head, right. We'd have to, you know, we got to start rewiring that for our current existence for today's world, for, for, you know what I mean? It's for the, what is this? 21st century, 22nd century, 21st century. 21st, 21st, whatever it is. <laughs> 21st century, right? And get it out of, you know, the, the, the BCs basically, right? The, the BCs, the, you know, the, what revolutionary times really, you know, we gotta, we gotta catch our brain. We gotta catch our system up. The times we gotta we need a, a human brain reboot <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, it's, it's the, like, threats ain't, the threats aren't like they used to be man and it's the thing is too is that it's that to go back to that and i again this is please forgive me because i don't know the whole context of that training so i'm just focusing on the the one slide that kind of just that's coming out of that and and but if i look at that one slide and it's saying to be less or to you know do this like you're you're negating the thousands of things that humans can bond and form community and connection over yes right and instead form focusing on the stuff that is going to inevitably be the most inflammatory and divisive it's like you could take um who are, who are traditionally not fans like red sox fans and yankee fans you know so i think those are two franchises typically they don't like each other right they have a rivalry and you could sit a Red Sox fan and a Yankees fan on a subway together. And if they're a subway in Chicago and they're the only ones on there, they're probably not going to talk to each other. One guy's wearing his Red Sox uniform, one Sox wearing his Yankees uniform. But if you took them to Paris and they're on a subway there and nobody speaks English and all of a sudden there's talking and the other one here is all of a sudden they're going to bond. Oh, wait. Hey, you're, 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 you speak English. Oh, I speak English too. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Boston. You're from Boston. Where are you from? I'm from New York. You're from New York. Oh, you're a Yankees fan. Yeah, I'm a Yankees fan. Oh, you son of a, you know, those kinds of things, but it becomes banter because they're bonding over something at a time where there's, they're, they've now become the outliers, right? And so you have these, these situations that for a lot of people, they don't present themselves because a lot of people live in a smaller town, small community. That's what's familiar to them. And they haven't had the opportunity to have the exposure to, to other people, other things. And I, I just, I think there's a better way to go about it. There is a better way to go about it. And it's, the issue is, you know, some of the conflict that exists, or you could really say all the conflict that exists right now, we created ourselves. And what they're doing is they're recreating, they're trying to solve one conflict by creating another conflict does that am i making you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's like and, and 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 we created it with generalizations and stereotypes and you know uh, applying that across the board universally and now we're gonna flip it and try to invert it all on you know you know another group of people right and that's and that's just 
that is like you said it's more uh, we have more things in common than we have different uh, all human beings do right all human beings have more things in common than they have different you know if you just look at our dna even right so then you take that and you say well these are white behaviors don't do these anymore and then and then <laughs> And this so bl so black Asians and Indians and don't have any confidence <laughs> are never arrogant <laughs> and it's just it's just oh man it's just it just creates a more ugly situation like how is that a place to begin a conversation that's what I want to know yeah how is that a place to begin a conversation ever especially and then try to speak as equal. Yeah, how right? you can't, and so and so that's you know any program that puts that in writing is fundamentally flawed. It's fundamentally flawed, and that's probably the biggest issue with most you know race sensitivity or whatever whatever kind of training you want to define it as. You know what I mean? It, it's is you got to pull people out of the box, not put them in it. Hmm. You have to pull people out of the box not pull, put them in it. You can't, you don't negotiate. You know, it's a difference between a negotiation and interrogation. In interrogation, yeah. I want to paint a guy into a corner, right? In a happy business negotiation, as they say, both sides come out on top, right? Everybody comes out feeling like they had a win, right? And, and, and this, is, this is trying to paint somebody or a group of people into a corner and saying you're all like this and you need to change and it's wrong and you know and it's 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 wrong it it is and and even even because it's so wrong that even the bits of truth that may be in it are negated does that you get on sand? Like yeah. it, it's it, 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 like you said, you grew up in a whitewashed town, right? So, no offense, don't get offended, or maybe you can't get offended. You don't give a fuck. It made you ignorant of certain things, right? For sure, you don't know. I grew up, I grew up in Baltimore City. I grew up in. It made me ignorant of certain yeah. things. I'll tell anybody, I didn't know hard work paid off until I joined the Marine Corps. Let me repeat that. I didn't know hard work paid off until you showed the wrinkle. I literally thought that anyone that was successful <laughs> got to a successful place through corrupt and ill-gotten means. <laughs> I 100% believe that. 100% believed it, right? Everybody, everybody at the top was a criminal. 100% believed it. Right, and uh, it's taken a long time to break that. And then to also recognize that like, we all do say these shit know where to where, where we are, where we come from, right? So that, so both of those two things was like, oh, merge that world. Yeah, but I was ignorant. I was, I was ignorant to it. I gotta, I'm gonna fly my cousin out here to Arizona um, over summertime, get him out. Uh, not, yes, cousin. Get them out of get them out of Baltimore during the summertime, and uh, and I'm like I'm sitting here I'm like hey man like this is America. <laughs> That's what I said in my mind. 
I'm like, look, hey, look, like this is, this is, this is, you know, like, and, and don't get me wrong, there are parts of Maryland that look uh, similar to um, Arizona, right? But I don't know if you guys have ever been to an East Coast. I gotta, I gotta get off here soon. I'm and I'm rambling now, but, <laughs> but I don't know if you guys have ever been. Nice neighborhoods and cities are usually kind of like they're kind of boxed off and hidden if that makes any kind of sense guys they're like they're like kind of like inadvertently cordoned off either by how the streets kind of go and turn one way to to both ways or whatever and like major thoroughfares or thoroughways don't drive don't go through really nice neighborhoods right a lot of times when you're in cities um so in other words, you have no business being in this neighborhood unless you live here, right? Because you don't, you don't, you would never have to drive through it to get somewhere else. Does that make any yeah. kind of sense? And so neighborhoods are, are cordoned off like that, right? Even bad neighborhoods are, you have no, you don't have to drive through this neighborhood to go somewhere a lot of times, right? Or whatever, right? And so uh, it is, it's different out here in Arizona, like, you know what I mean? It's different. Like, I I literally, I could drive around my area for two or three hours straight and never run into a bad neighborhood. Does, <laughs> does that make any yeah. kind of sense? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. So, and so I was ignorant to the, I could see on TV how people perceived America, but I was ignorant to what it really was, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we can't get in the habit of faulting people for not knowing what they don't know. Yes. You know, it's just, it's, it's that, like, we don't know what we don't know, because if we haven't been exposed to it or had the opportunity of it, and if we don't know, that doesn't make us bad people. I still don't understand math, even though certain things of math, even though I took math, and does that make me bad or, or whatever it is you know I, I think we just we have to be willing to play in this space that we can't fault people for not having the same experiences as us that's well, yes a hundred percent and yeah. we can't we can't fault people for the experiences that they had or the lessons and teaching that that they came away with absolutely from. i agree because and that's yeah and that's the other piece of it right it's exactly that like we're all being shaped by experiences we have. And then we're gonna fill in and we're gonna create stories and generalizations to build narrative around that experience to justify why that experience has affected us the way it has. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily make somebody racist, it makes them human. Yeah. And all of us have done. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's crazy. I know this is the last thing I'm gonna say and I'm gonna let you go and then, then I gotta go. But it's crazy because that, uh, but what we're saying is that certain situations and experiences and behavior slash lessons that you learn from those situations, we're going to forgive that and understand your bad behavior, right? And then other situations, lessons, life experiences that you learned, and then you act, we're not going to forgive that right? and, and there's, and there's no equality to magnitude of what it is, right? One, you know, one could be somebody saying all lives matter on television, and it got, I'm a fucking black guy. Don't get fucking twisted. One could be somebody saying all lives matter on television and sub subsequently getting fired, and the other person could be saying black lives matter on television and subsequently keeping their fucking job. 
right? Like, I'm just going to say that's wrong, in my opinion. In my opinion. You can't, you cannot, you cannot call really what are two equatable levels of speech, even though I may agree with one. One is kind of like, you know, may have an undertone. It wasn't a white, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't a direct statement to say white power, blah, 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 blah. Does that make any kind of sense? Like it wasn't that, right? It was, it was an ideological argument that shouldn't really necessarily be offensive on either end. Does that make any kind of sense? Like it shouldn't offend, if it shouldn't offend anybody for somebody to say Black Lives Matter, which it should not, then it also really shouldn't offend you for people to say all lives matter. You can get offended and you can argue these two points, but the level of offense on either side should be is what I'm trying to say the same. Does that make any kind of sense? And so once we start to, to, to say that this situation, these experiences, these life lessons taught and taught you an unacceptable lesson. We've called that lesson or we've called that learning completely unacceptable, not seeking any kind of sort of understanding, not, 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 you know, not giving people space to grow from where they are and learn and be different, all of that kind of stuff. But then we, then, and this is the argument, I'm sorry, I know I'm fucking ranting right now, but, (laughs) but then we can, then we can look at, look at a kid who grows up and becomes uh, a um, fuck it, a criminal, a thief, a killer, or a a member of a gang, and say, well, he was just a product of his environment, and be extremely forgiving. Does that do you, you know? You understand what I'm saying to you? Like, yeah. like they're 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 you know you can't you can't truncate one thing up here and say this is acceptable because this is what society taught me, right? And then say, well, this behavior here, which may not even be as bad in magnitude as that one, if we want, if we can put magnitude on ill behavior, right? But we're gonna say this this is unacceptable because these are these are inappropriate lessons for you to learn from your experiences in your life. Does that you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, like I do. I think even too, like Jared, if we look at even the Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. And we assume that the people who are who are advocating on either side are decent human beings. We could play in a space that maybe this side, that's Black Lives Matter, is arguing for inclusivity or to not be excluded. And this side is mar- arguing for not exclusivity to be included, right? So they're almost taking the same thing. Like, hey, I, we shouldn't be excluding everybody because we all matter. Hey, we want to be included and not be excluded because we all matter in some way, shape or form, you know, I, I think there's just, there's so many ways we could play this if we, if we play from the space of the basic premise that most human beings are decent people. Yes. Right. And if we, if we, if we start to speak and educate towards that, as opposed to having it be like, I mean, with the Dr. Seuss blowback now, I can imagine that and invariably people who are going and buying the books right now, who are going to put their foot down about, I'm going to make sure my kid still reads Dr. Seuss because Dr. Seuss was such a quintessential part of my childhood. It's a matter of time before they start getting the finger of your racist, you're this, you're insensitive, you're blah, 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 blah. 
that's not bringing any anybody else to the conversation table. That's just making more people feel like, okay, now we're drawing more lines. Before it was this and this, now we have lines between Dr. Seuss or not Dr. Seuss. We're gonna have lines between this or that. I mean, I saw people going, well, I'll never drink Coca-Cola again. I'm only gonna drink Pepsi. Like, it's just, it's bananas. Like we're, we're just, we're making more micro divisions over yeah. these things. And we're just finding other stuff to get fired up about. They're finding really, really petty things to fucking get angry about. Yeah. I like blue pins, you like black pins. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> Anyways, but I know you gotta I know you gotta get going. You have a hard stop now. So uh, Jared Islands, man, I appreciate you, man. Oh, as as always the same, man. I'm sorry for my rant today. I